0: Welcome to another episode of the Loving Life After Loss podcast. I am your host, Marie Alessi. Good morning, beautiful people. Marie Alessi here with another meaningful mindset. And today I would love to talk to you about the topic of relabeling. And I have been away for two weeks. Um, School holidays are almost officially over. My older son has gone back to school today, my little one is still asleep and enjoying his last day off. And a beautiful topic came up in our Blank Canvas program last week that I thought, this is so important, I do want to bring this to the meaningful mindset and talk to all of you about that. So we talked about the topic of labels, how society lives and works around labels and um, on the one hand I totally understand that we live in a world where some labels are required to make life easier to make life, I wouldn't say possible that's probably exaggerating it, but definitely to work around uh, something where we all can agree on what what means. So the one label or actually two labels in particular but I will talk about a few more today, uh, the one label that came up in particular in the blank canvas program was the topic of retired, the label of retired and what that actually means. I'd invite you to actually think about it with me while we talk live about this topic. What does retirement actually mean to you? I really had to think about that and often uh, people associate the word retired with not being productive anymore when we think about the rather negative side of things. Uh, that you are walking towards the end of your life. That um, don't mind my puppy. That um, you might not have a purpose anymore, and that is why this label came up. You know what does it actually mean to you? Being retired. My association with retirement was always enjoying the well-deserved rest my image of retirement was pretty much the one that you see on these beautiful catalogues or retirement ads where an older couple is wearing white linen and walking hand in hand at the beach skipping along if they physically still can and uh, to me it had a rather positive image. Yet everybody is different, and this is not about determining what uh, this label means to you, whether it's positive or negative, but rather what would you like it to mean? What are your plans in terms of how would you like to envision retirement, the label of being retired? And this whole meaningful mindset that I'm doing here today is all about let's rethink the labels. So the next label that I think a lot of us here, we can agree on this, is the label of being a widow. To me, the label of a widow was always old, wearing black, your life is over. And that is why I truly struggled with ticking the box of a widow. And I'm literally saying ticking the box, as in when you have to fill out forms, when you go to any official, places, be that a doctor or anything else, where you have to fill out your marital status. And I truly struggled with having to tick the box widow. I thought once to maybe tick the box of a single mom and I thought no, that would completely negate that Rob was in my life and that he played a very significant role in my life. So I didn't want to do that either. and. Here is a little story that I want to share with you when it comes to ticking boxes and marital status. I had never just ticked the box of married. I always ticked the box married and wrote the word happily in front of it. And I always loved it because not only was it inspiring to others and put a smile on other people's faces when they saw it, for me, it was a very important statement, because there are so many people out there being married, but how many of them, hang on your heart, are truly happy? This <laughs> is my puppy running through the bush. So I really wanted to make a statement every time when I ticked that box. It felt like a privilege to me. It felt like a, I am happily married. It was a statement that I was happy to give and that I wanted the whole world to know. So... Those of you who have read the book, Loving Life After Loss, where I wrote the story down about how Rob and I met, how we fell in love, how he passed, and how I dealt with that. Um, I actually shared a picture at, let me put that on silent, a picture at the end of the book that um, Rob's boss, his boss in the the last job that he's been in, had sent to me. And it was a picture of... Rob's job application, where he had to fill out a form, and had to also let them know about his marital status, and he had ticked a box married and had written the word happily over it, and it was so beautiful that I saw that he had adopted my habit that I started, and that his his boss actually took the time to take a picture of that and send it to me. It really, really touched me. So. For me, I just wanted to put it out there because A, it's a really beautiful memory that I have of always ticking the box and saying happily married. And also, when we talk about this topic of retirement in the blank canvas and this one particular lady that I talked to about it and why she finds it so extremely hard to tick that box is because there is resentment. There is resentment towards the expectation of society, that her life is now boring or maybe even meaningless or she's not productive anymore or she's she hasn't got a purpose and I said, well, let's think about <laughs> sorry. Let's see let's think about what word you could add to that box before or after to make it fun for you to tick that box rather than feeling resentment. And I said, you know what, I'm actually going to pick that up myself and also think about what word can I add to the box widowed to make it more appealing for me to tick that box. And I said, you know, picking up from what I have done in terms of with the box happily married, I thought, I think people could take that a wrong way if I say happily widowed because that's not really... uh, creating the impression that I would like to Share with people where I have come to in my life, but I thought maybe I can add something like Widowed but happy or something around those lines. So it was really um, Just something to put it out there and let you guys think about how can you change this label for you to Make it fun to tick the box or at least to ease the resentment. And that is really important for me, for you to actually think about um, how can I change this label. I understand that in our society we need certain labels, but how can we change it? How can we make it more meaningful? And there's another thing that came up last night. I started uh, what I thought at first healthy discussion with a coach who put out a question his group and um it said something around those lines what makes ugly men beautiful and i thought that's that's a very awkward question and it just didn't sit right with me and i'm like well ugly what does that mean to you when you ask that question ugly you know what does a man make ugly in the first place rather than saying what does a an ugly man make beautiful what makes an ugly man beautiful What makes an ugly man ugly what does that word even mean so i actually looked it up because i wanted to know the exact not that i don't know what ugly means but i wanted to know the exact definition per dictionary and it said um, unpleasant or repulsive especially in appearance so who are we to judge what is unpleasant or not it is a rather very unique um taste that comes into play here and I don't like the fact that judgment comes into place with that when he asked that question. So we have this back and forth and he was describing, well, somebody, what makes somebody beautiful, you know, like it's it's their um, way of being, their way of thinking, their way of talking, not so much the appearance. And I said, yeah, but the same goes for ugly. Why do you even put the question out there? You say that thing about beautiful that I actually feel about ugly too. So. Where do you draw the line? Why do you make a different um, rule for ugly and for beautiful that has got the exact same rules? It's up to the eye of the beholder, really, like when you think about it. So in a nutshell, why I'm bringing this up in our talk here today is because there's also this label for me as a coach, and that's why I never really liked calling myself a call a coach because it comes with a certain label it comes with a certain stigma it comes with um, a certain amount of judgment as well and you're instantly put in a box and there are coaches out there that revert to coaching lingo where all of a sudden when he realized what he had done he was back paddling and going like oh you know I did that on purpose to draw this out of you and I'm like no, I don't think so. But anyway, um, I didn't want to go into this, no, I don't think so, in defensive mode and uh, taking up a stand for all that. I just wanted to stay in love, as in where all of that came from, where I felt, you know, I I feel that I want to always work from my heart, from a space of love and when I revert back into coaching lingo to turn everything into a way that I'm in the right, that doesn't make me a great coach. That pro- probably makes me um, <laughs> a good candidate for debate team, but uh, that's not where I want to be. I want to work from a hard space. And to me, working from the hard space means that I can also admit when I'm wrong admit when I've said something that might have come across the wrong way and just stand up for that and say that's okay this is how I actually meant it but I'm, I'm going into way too much detail the point here is that to me being a coach often brings that coaching lingo with it and when I meet a coach it just gives me the coaching lingo and forgets how to be human how to be heart-centered how to really just um allows himself or herself to stand up for when you make a mistake that is being human that to me is so much more important to stay human and not just become a role if that makes sense it's again the label of a coach where you have to have a certain lingo or a certain um appearance you know for me What comes from your heart is so much more important than being right, than staying in this, I've got life sorted out because I'm a coach. No, I have got a lot of tools and I know how to help a lot of people, but it doesn't mean that I always have all the answers or life sorted out completely. I'm going through my emotions and whatever I learn from these emotions, I'm happy to share. So to me, it's all about staying human and keeping it light and keeping it positive. So when you think about those labels, be it married, be it widowed, be it retired, what can you add to that box when you tick it to lose the resentment? That is the number one thing for me to think about. And I truly want to come up with something when I tick the box of being a widow, that makes it less resentful for me. That makes it less feeling judged and putting in the box of my life is over and I'm old and I'm wearing black. I don't feel old. I do wear black every now and then because I like it, but I will certainly not wear black for the rest of my life because for me, life is about loving it and living it. So I'm putting it out there to you lovely people what suggestion do you have to put before or after the box of widow to ease the resentment of ticking that box to maybe lighten the load for other people when they read it that it puts a smile on their face so we can actually change and relabel the meaning of being a widow the meaning of retirement or the meaning of whatever box it is that you need to tick that makes it a bit more fun for you and that makes it lighter for you and that puts the joy and the love back in your life. With that being said, I'm wishing you an amazing Monday ahead. Please share your suggestions with me and I will certainly keep you updated when I come up with one that really fits and sits right with me. Lots of love to you. This is Maria Lester signing off. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed the show and you would like to find out more about loving life after loss, please visit mariealessi.com. I shall see you next week. Bye.